He's the greatest Baylor quarterback commit in history, but on the cusp of early signing day, here comes Oregon toward Austin Novosad. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Drake Toll alongside Cameron. Sir, look, no hands. Floating microphone. Drake Toll alongside Cameron Stewart on a built, what is this, Inside the Bears. You work for Inside the Bears. I work yes. for Inside the Bears, Sports Illustrated. Uh, this is Locked on Baylor. Okay. This is, I. you know, I didn't realize it. In the show two weeks ago, I introed this show as up-tempo. Um, I don't know who caught it. Fun little Easter egg. Throw it in there. Go find the wow. show. It was a there's a big guest. You teased involved. a lot of people with that. You teased a lot of people. Yeah. And that guest is a topic today because thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Austin Novosad. Uh, hey, look, he got offers from Texas A&M. He got offers from Ohio State and the other schools that exist, Notre Dame. But 48 hours before early signing day, Oregon does an in-home visit with him. It makes my tummy not feel great based upon some of the things the last month has entailed for Baylor football. Yeah. Yeah. If this was coming off the back of a 10 and two season and we're prepping for a sugar bowl, I'm not as worried about it but coming off a six and six season, even though we turned down everyone else in the summer, a little pause for concern, a little bit, a little, little bear pause for concern. If you will. Hello. Thank you. That's a fun little, did you mention um, that the headset's back for the people that are just listening? It's bad. I mean, that headset, headset is bad. Is the headset is headset. The headset is almost as bad as the um, the uh, giant headphones that I wore yesterday. Um, <laughs> I like those. I, I, I look. He, yeah, he didn't. He didn't leave Baylor for A and M or Notre Dame or any of those schools. But Oregon is like looking for its next. It's Bo Nix. Who's going to take that 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 spot? I've heard Hudson Card. His name and you know they're going to look transfer portal too. But like this isn't you know. Your your grandma's school comes Duke to do in the day before. Like Oregon has a lot of money. Like they will say, "Look, yeah. we are Nike. What is your number? We will pay you as much as you want to come play quarterback here." Uh, and I mean, yeah, I turned it down before, but now Baylor is not seeing a max exodus, max mass exodus in the transfer portal. But things haven't necessarily gone your way entirely. It's just just not a great time uh, to have. Oregon yeah. knocking down the door of your best quarterback commit. I'm calling it that because Stidham's dead to me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Was it the Stephenville part or the leaving Baylor part for Stidham? Both. All of them. Oh, okay. It was the Art Bryles connection. It's everything. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's not like a dire situation that I think some people on some social media outlets think it is. Everyone has players leaving in the transfer portal right now. Uh, but it's definitely not like positive. You don't have the most positive feeling going into this Christmas season of a a bowl game that is not marquee and that they could actually lose um, this week. And players leaving, players you haven't heard of coming in. Of course, that is also kind of the nature of college football and the transfer portal. But that doesn't stop people from being negative about it. And this is a player you do know. Um, that you really have put a lot of hope in, whether the coaching staff will admit it or not. Everyone around this program is putting a lot of hope in it. I mean, there's one scholarship quarterback on the roster right now. And the the dog days of this season, the fans are saying at least Nova Saad is coming in. 
And now all of a sudden a major program comes swooping in trying to absolutely swoon him in the last 48 hours of this. Again, having it, it having turned down these teams in the summer and with it being so close to early signing day, I'm not as worried, but there's a seed there where if this does not happen, this oh. could be catastrophic. It's interesting you brought up the Stidham thing because if Stidham stays, that one in eleven never happens. They're not very good, but it's not one in eleven. Yeah. If Novasad does not come in, this could shake up the program quite a bit, even in the era of the transfer portal. Well, and not look, in a good I, way. We get into over the course of the next eight months until next football season, how there is not when you think like, oh yeah, this offense is a ton of upside coming into next year, like, oh, uh, a, a ton is saying a lot. Like you went from young offense with a great offense, experienced offensive line to now literally no offensive line based on guys who played last year and skill position players that sure they have experience, but outside of Richard Reese, what did these guys give you that you're like, okay, he's next man up. I mean, Monterey Baldwin's hurt a lot of the year. Squirrel Williams hurt a lot of the year. Like there's not that one guy like, okay, outside of Reese is going to be the guy offensively. So it's like, okay, all right. Your bright spot this off season to talk yeah. about is Austin Novosad. And Pretty I'm telling it. you, if in 24 hours, we find out that the bright, the thing that's keeping me alive is leaving Baylor university. I can't, I can't. And this isn't, it's very speculative. Yes. And I don't want to say like, okay, he's gone for sure. But if he is gone, if he, cause TCU thinks they're in play now, I've gotten messages about that in Oregon. Oh my God. If he goes to TCU, that's it. That's it. Well, that's, I'm done. No, I give up at that point. I give up and I don't think it's going to happen. But again, if any of these things do, I just don't think I can keep going like this. He is. He is my source of happiness this offseason. And I'm telling you, if the future, like at what point, at what point do you go, okay, Dave, man, things aren't going very well right now. Let's press the red button and do something fairly like we, we got to get, we got to bring it together. <laughs> we got to get some violations or something. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's uh, almost through no fault of his own. This, this pressure is just amassed. And I say almost because he did have a great season. He might be Mr. Texas football this year. Um, he just brought the hype up even more. And then Baylor did not, they did the complimentary thing of not being very good. Yeah. And your backup quarterback left. Oh yeah. And you talk about the offensive line leaving. You did have one very strong offensive lineman who was coming back. Not anymore. He's out too. So, and I agree with you on the skill positions too, is like, Early in the season, we were saying these are just young guys. This They just haven't figured it out yet. Expecting guys to really step up as the season went on. Like at the end of the season being like, man, we got Hal Presley. We're good. Or or Seth Jones. Armani. Armani Winfield. Armani Winfield. And that's not to say these guys will never be good players. That's obviously not what I'm saying. But right. you just expected to see some more bright spots by the end of the season that you could hang your hat on. And you didn't. And now... We're flirting with disaster here. I have, I agree. If Austin Novosad does not sign his name on the dotted line this week, that's disaster time for the future of this program. 
near yeah. future, but the future. Yeah. I mean, you finished six and six in a year you were picked to win the Big 12. That's not good. Like, let's let's be very clear here. Yeah. Anyone who thinks this season was a success, it was not. They went six and six after being projected to win, you know, 10 to 12 games. And now if your guy, the guy, jumps ship, ah, this is not, this is very bad, very bad. But you know what's going to happen a week from now. A week from now, Baylor's going to have beaten Air Force by 21. Austin Novosad will have already signed on early signing day. And we'll all be sitting back drinking a non-alcoholic beer, laughing and laughing about all these things that we're saying right now. Golly, I hope so, man. That's the only thing I wished for for Christmas. I really do. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I need a new laptop. And I need a new lens on my camera, but I was like, please just Austin Novosad. I'll even take a 17 point victory in the armed forces bowl. If it, if, if any of this helps you, I called, I called Austin like a half hour ago from when we were recording. I don't think I this is going to help me. I haven't heard anything back. Oh God. Oh, God. I didn't leave, I didn't leave a message. Oh God. Which could be my, my fault. <laughs> I but that, that's where we are. So, <sighs> While Cam does that, I do have some good news. You guys news. are like best friends. This is bad. That good news is I have commented on his TikToks. That good news is that betonline.net exists. BetOnline is your place. It's where the game starts. It's where if you gamble, gamble there. If you don't gamble, don't gamble there. Go there for their podcast, their news. They're, they're a whole website. They do stuff outside of wagering that you're going to love. You're going to love it. You're going to go there. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, the game can start now. Um, the The... World Cup happened. Uh, you could have bet on that. You probably should have bet on the uh, the Leonard 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 Messi, something like that, uh, guy to win the World Cup because he did, and that was awesome. And I hope that everybody watched that and saw it because I don't like soccer very well, but that was cool. That was cool to see. Um, so do that at BetOnline.net now. I don't guess you can do it anymore with soccer, but you can do it with basketball. I did it with basketball, and I even checked how I need to check out my wagers. Did uh, I don't know? BetOnline.net. Go see it. Mobile device right now today. BetOnline.net's where the game starts. Cam, um, I warred with, the, with whether or not I wanted to get into the good news, the bad news next, but I'm kind of mopey, so we're going to end the show on the bad news and go straight into, or end the show on the good news and go straight into the bad, straight further into the bad news. Um, Micah Mazuka, Mazkua is, at this point, it could be Mazuka. You know, it's it's all the same to me now. Um, wow, I cold, was ready. Cold. He was going to be the team captain the kind of one returning offensive lineman who has a ton of experience and could be the anchor for a group that's going to be super young and inexperienced next year. Um, and he is leaving six foot five, 331 pound hole in my heart that cannot be filled. It was disappointing. This has been the most disappointing one so far. Um, again, I haven't, haven't actually been a huge volume of portal guys considering the rest of the nation, but um, this one kind of hurt because, again, it was like you're replacing everyone but Mezcua, really, in terms of guys who gave you a lot of meaningful snaps. And I, when writing the um, guys they should target in the portal a couple weeks ago, I kept looking through offensive linemen, but I'm like, you know what? They really only need tackles. You know, Connor Galvin's leaving. They need a tackle. They need that guy. I didn't even start. I didn't even look at the guards anymore because I thought of Micah Mezcua. I need to look at some guards. This is this is, I think, the worst part about Baylor's future prospects, just the offensive line in general. Uh, because I think Novosad will stay, but just the fact that 
when you don't win in the trenches, it's really hard to win the way Aranda and Jeff Grimes coach. And right now there's no confidence of winning in the trenches. I guess the optimist will say we would have said the same thing going into 2021, even with returning starters, because they were awful in 2020. Uh, But now you don't have starters, experienced guys coming back. This guy was kind of a beast, Drake. Mike Pescua didn't play every snap, but he was pretty good this year. Really something you were going to hang your hat on, on a guy coming back. Not great, Bob. When I think about this Baylor team next year and what's going to be good, I think the secondary will be solid. Then I think about the well, rest of the team. You need to add a guy team. or two, by the way. Yes. Uh, then I think about the, the rest of the team. And I think, yeah, you got experience at skill positions. You do. at your. your I like running Saban. back. I like running back. Which, yeah, running back is great. Williams, great. Bryson Washington coming in. I like that. Receivers. Didn't really see a ton from those guys. Quarterback, God only knows. Offensive line is going to be tight Kelsey end, Johnson. I guess. Yes, he's good. At, at Drake Dabney will be back, hopefully. Yeah. Klopfenstein. Um, yeah. Your offensive line, I don't even know if we have five offensive linemen that could play as of right now. Your defensive line, H- help, please. Your linebacker, Matt Jones, is back. Um the the guy from LSU who just Josh White what where's that guy, um so yeah when I start to think about where Baylor's gonna be ranked preseason in the Big Twelve next year I am getting worried uh your place kicker's gone your punter is gone your kickoff specialist is gone like this team is being gutted and not even by the transfer portal by virtue of guys who played last year who are either graduating or going to the draft and now you lose your last really bright spot from last season on offensive line. I I don't, I don't want to be sad, but there's not a lot of things that are making me happy right now. You and me both brother. I, I think the same thing, dude. I like running back huge question mark at quarterback. Other than that, man, it's going to take, it's not going to be like totally dire, but you really need some guys to step up that yeah. haven't really shown us that yet. You this know. was supposed to be. To you know me, some. Like, you know some of the names coming back, but yeah, it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, especially on the defensive side. I think, but right. definitely the offensive line too. So you go like to me, this was going to be another ten-win season for Baylor. I, I pretty much guaranteed that in the preseason. Like, oh yeah, Baylor should be really good. They weren't. Next year was supposed to be your regress seven and five season. Mind you, this year was six and six. So seven and five next year would be better than this yeah. season. And I just, I don't know what you could say about next year's team. Like, oh yeah, they'll be better than last year based on what Baylor is losing or will continue to lose. Uh, and guys, they can still declare for the draft. Like there, <laughs> there is a lot here where it's like, all right, go to the transfer portal, which the last segment of today's show will be on a couple of the guys who have come in already. Hutchinson, shout out. Uh, but as Maz Kua to me is a even bigger loss than Kyron drones, which could prove to be a colossal loss. If he goes to Virginia tech next year and his first team, all ACC, which could very well happen. Cause what does he say? As soon as he transfers, I felt like I was ready. Oh, rip my heart out and, and eat he, it. 
I don't know where Cam went. He's going to be right back. I, I felt like you were ready too, Kyron. So it's a shame that we lost you, and I'm sorry that happened to you. But it's best of luck or whatever to Mascua and Drones and Seth Jones and all the guys transferred. That's fine. Speaking of the transfer portal, uh, the only thing that is better than the transfer portal right now is LinkedIn Talent Solutions. I'm telling you, there is nothing like it. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is the place. It's the apex to go and find people who can work for your company, work for you, be a part of what you're doing. And it's where I go whenever I need like, oh, oh my gosh, I need help doing my homework. I'm going to go to LinkedIn Talent Solutions, purple hashtag hiring frame and search people to help me with my homework. You go in there and it's like, all right, all these really smart people who are like, yes, I'll help you with their homework. They answer these questions. They're simple tools, screening questions. It makes it really easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses... Rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Keep in mind that terms and conditions do apply. We welcome Cameron Stewart back into the show. Uh, I guess your computer died or something there. Cam, you were, I, I already did the ad read for you. Um, your, yeah, your closing thought Thanks. here on... If you just before we get into the good news, closing thoughts on Kyron Drones being not here. Well, what I hate about it now is at least at practice, because you know he didn't play games, is that there's going to be a severe lack of thanking receivers, which honestly I think is the biggest blow in all of this. Um, because now, I mean, you have a quarterback that throws too high, throws too low, interception incomplete, you know, and doesn't even thank his receivers. And, so. and doesn't thank his receivers. Which is really the, oh. the key in all of this. Yeah. So between now and when Austin Novosad is ready to go, those with the, those the receivers aren't even going to be thanked once. Something people don't Which, consider about this. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly what could be the downfall of this program. In my mind. <sighs> One man's thoughts. Well, good news. Gerald Boykins commits to Baylor. Yes. Nose tackle. Juco from Hutchinson. Um, other good news, you get at least some relief on the offensive line, which I think is is <laughs> what needs the most help now. And say hello, coming from BYU, you get uh, you get another big body. Yes. So first on uh, Gerald Boykins, I don't. I looked at this today and was thinking, oh, well, okay, this is this is a depth move, obviously. Then I thought about it. I'm like, I don't really know who slots in at nose tackle right now. Like if Siaki Ika doesn't play in the bowl game, I'm not sure who yeah. plays nose tackle. So I'm like, this kid might have a chance um, to get some real playing time next year. Unlike what we saw from, you know, Josh White, for example, this year, a guy who transferred in at linebacker. Um, it's a guy who could play. I mean, he, he went to Louisiana tech, you know, he wasn't like hugely recruited out of high school, Went to Louisiana yeah. tech didn't really play. I think he redshirted. And then Sonny Cumbie came in, so he was like, I'm going to try something else. And because he wasn't too heavily recruited, he did the JUCO route and had a pretty good season for a nose tackle and got some decent offers um, outside of Baylor. I know Washington State was one. Um, I know Colorado was one. So, you know, it's not like he's the most coveted guy out there in the portal, but he's a big body who put up some 
decent numbers. I mean, nose tackle doesn't record a ton of statistics. And, you know, we played a, a very top tier um, junior yeah. college program as well in Hutchinson. So you could have a Juco guy starting at nose tackle next year. You just could. He, yeah, he's got he's a, eligibility, a lot of eligibility. So that's good. Yeah. Played at the apex of what Juco college football is. So that's yes. certainly a good sign. Um, as much as I like him, Campbell Barrington feels like the one that means a little bit more. Uh, and you mentioned how nose tackles a hole next year. So you might be filling two different spots with Barrington and, and Hutchinson. What is What did we say? What did we, Gerald? Yeah. Um, and, oh, and I, I think yeah. that Campbell Barrington brings like, who's going to be your best offensive offensive lineman next year at this point. Might be Campbell Barrington. Who knows? Most Jeffrey, <laughs> who knows? Williams, like Barrington, yeah. who's it going to be? Barrington's the guy who can sl- slot in and play. It looks like, you know, I can't say that I watched a ton of BYU football this year, and I know he wasn't an every snap guy. Oh, you watched one game. Uh, you I did watch one, one game. game. I was, it was pretty late at night, I remember. Um, but it sounds like a guy who can slot in and play. He's got a little bit of a relationship with Grimes, so love that. Love that for him. And you're right. I mean, it's slim pickings, man. I mean, almost anyone they bring in has a chance to play. I really wish they'd go after uh, Jeremiah Byers from UTSA, Kyron Jones's brother, but that looks like that ship might have sailed. That guy's going to have every big program in the country going after him. So, yeah, I think Campbell Barrington's a guy who could slot in and play. Again, it's not something we say a lot about guys coming in with trans- as transfers, especially with so much eligibility left. Like yeah. last year, Josh White, again, I'll use him as the example, was like, that's a really good pickup. He's not really going to play this year, but that's a, could be a good pickup down the line. Whereas this year you're saying, eh, this guy might have a shot. You know, I don't know the depth chart too much in and out, but I don't know who's slotting in for these guys. Think about Grant Miller when he came to, which I don't know if Barrington really meets what Grant Miller was, but Grant Miller comes in and was a stud, was really good yeah. at what he did through the transfer portal and Jacob Gall the same way out of Buffalo. So if, if you can get that out of Barrington BYU, who was a freshman All-American in 2021 and has a lot of eligibility left, maybe it's not an overnight deal. But again, in this offensive line is going to be a year away. We did say that about the 2021 group that was so good, but this one next year should truly be a year or more away from being elite. That's going to be something, an Achilles heel for Baylor next season, but at least that plugs the hole a little bit because, again, I, I just don't know. Like, give me one name of someone who put in meaningful snaps at offensive line who is going to play next season. Why did you have to do that to me? That's not a lot of why names, you, Cam. Do that, to me? that is not a lot of yeah. names. I honestly don't know. I don't know. One. I don't think the only guy I could have remembered was Mascua, um, right? Because everyone else is pretty much out of eligibility. Obviously, Gall's leaving. Galvin's leaving. Um, uh, Miller's the same way. Um, Khalil Keith used up his. I, I don't know. I don't know who's next, man. I don't, and that's a big problem for this offense. I mean, there's obviously very few offenses in the country that can operate with a subpar offensive line, but especially the way that Baylor likes to operate offensively. And young running backs back there. I mean, I, you know, Richard Reese will be a true sophomore. Um, you could see Bryson Washington out there as a true freshman. That's, that's, a lot, that's a lot to ask these kids who don't really know the college game. Uh, to run behind a line as plurus as this one might be. Yeah. 
Well, Cam. Is that positive enough for you, Drake? I know this. The third segment was supposed to be where we tie it together with something very heart, heartfelt. <laughs> to the warm. people, to the people who say we need to fire Dave Aranda, that's the ones that, to them, I'm like a huge homer, wicked positive. But then the people that <laughs> listen to this podcast, they're like, "Wow, we might win three <laughs> games next year." Ah, sorry, mean, guys, I don't know what to say about the line. The those three wins would be great. You got one of them is probably against Utah. Good opponent, hopefully. Yeah, Utah next year. That's fun. That's new. Yeah. I like Where that. Where is that, by the way? I don't know. I think it's in Waco next year. Is it? They're doing home and home. I thought that was a neutral one. I don't know. You would. Know oh, really? Way. You know, I do. I believe thought it was, but I honestly, you, you could be right. Well, I mean, this let's is look like this up right now. Let's do, yeah, let's, yeah. Do yeah. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Two game series is Utah McLean oh, okay. Stadium in twenty three. Yeah, yeah. All right. So well, we could be twice in Utah in twenty twenty four. Yes. Or yes, once at home next year, once at We love Utah. We love the game day atmosphere at the University of Utah. A ton of people. We were just We were we were about a half mile from the stadium eating lunch and didn't even know they had a home game. So that nope. if that tells you anything. I city mean, Salt Lake City was buzzing with Ute fans. Yeah. Um, and a Ute. All right, well that's that's Cam Stewart. I'm Drake Toll. Um, I'm sorry that today was sad. Go back to Utah, man. Can't wait. Tomorrow will be a happier show because tomorrow's signing day, early signing day. Hey, woo! Big early signing day where Austin Novosad goes to Oregon. Kyle, I'll, I'll, I can't do it. I can't. I won't be able to do Shut it. Up. I won't I be think. able to do it. I would hand in uh, my resignation. Tomorrow we will give you all the rundown. We'll give you a rundown at least of the big signs, signs that Baylor should big signs that they will make. The big players who should sign tomorrow. Unlocked. On. Thanks for making your first listen every single day. Baylor.